Thanks for joining us here on Prospects Nation. Marcus Burnett joined by Brandon Clay. Today's subject, the University of Tennessee women's basketball program. Brandon, when you look at Pat Summit's legacy, the team and players that have come through there, they've been popping their collar ever since. I can remember <laughs> at least. Hey, that makes both of us, uh, you know, for, for head coach Holly Warlick, she's been on that bench popping a collar for 29 years there at Tennessee. This will be our second as head coach, and I, I thought – They've done a great job in the transition from Pat Summit being the leader day-to-day -to, -day to Holly Warlick. I know there was, you know, a lot of question marks. You know, anytime you make a transition and somebody who's been as successful in a position as Pat Summit had been, you know, even though Holly was right there, you wonder how it's going to be when they take over control of the, the hot seat, per se. And she did a fabulous job last year as they went 27-8. and eight. So when you look at the staff of assistant coaches, Kyra Elsey, Jolette Law, Dean Lockwood, I think that says a lot about especially the, the two uh, hires in 2012 no to come on with that type of staff. Talk about their impact uh, here for this program as well. Well, and you look at, you know, Warlick's success with, you know, being a part of eight national titles, 27 NCAA attorneys while she was there at Tennessee. So she couldn't go out and just hire anybody, right? She goes out and gets Kyra Elsey, who played at UT, uh, you know, was an SEC champion four-time, an NCAA championship two, twice. Uh, Joe Letlaw in her second year, great stints at Rutgers, head coach at Illinois, so head coaching experience at that level and a phenomenal recruiter, as is Elsie. And then Dean Lockwood, who was a part of the staff already, and Holly was able to retain him. He's been on the staff now almost 10 years, was part of the two national title teams they had in 07 and 08. So They've done a great job of getting first-class people and really changing the culture, and it takes a second to kind of get it back to where you want it. Obviously, there's a transitional period. They've gone through that and still have come out unscathed. You know, also want to make sure we talk about Janet McGee, who does a great job behind the scenes in her second year of just keeping everything organized. There's a lot going on when you deal with a program of that caliber, and, and Janet does a, a great job there. Let's move the transition and talk about some of the player personnel and what they'll be bringing into the season this year. Well, you look at Megan Simmons, who was a, a senior. We had her in the top five in the country. I remember her play very vividly from the WBC All-American game, you know, her senior year in high school, kick it flat out, score it. Uh, Jonathan Hemingway, one of our directors of scouting, actually had come back from watching her play at a tournament. She was playing with a Texas Express team out of Texas, where she's from, and said, hey, there's this kid. She might not weigh 120 pounds, but she can flat out score the basketball. And, you know, you saw her numbers dip a little bit in 2011 and 12. She came back with a vengeance this past season, 32 minutes a game, right at 17 points, 85% from the free throw line, and then 37% from the three, 36 and a half, uh, third-team All-Americans. So you look for her to improve on that. But once again, when we talk about, you know, the kids not being able to jump classes with the WNBA rule, this is a kid that we projected four years ago would be a top five, top ten pick in the WNBA. And those numbers, if she's able to duplicate those in, in addition to the team's success, put her in that discussion just like we predicted. So it would be great to watch Megan Simmons this year. Now also, Bashar Graves in the sophomore class, big time, 30 minutes a game last year as a freshman, 13 points a game, eight rebounds a game. Another kid that was a top five caliber kid coming out of high school, freshman of the year in the league, as you can imagine, with those numbers on the team that she was on. So they bring back multiple multiple kids now who average in double digits, and the deck is really set for them to have a great year. So let's talk about some of the new additions uh, from the class of 2013. Well, you look at they have the number three class, according to ProspectsNation.com, headlined by Mercedes Russell out of Oregon. That will also include Jordan Reynolds, also out of Oregon. And 
you know, they had, um, you know, Jana Tucker who has gone through some personal things and we definitely want to wish her and, and her family the best in, in some trying times, um, you know, who was a part of that class and, and is not on campus with Russell and with Reynolds. But they do have Andrea Carter who originally was a member of the 2012 class but had an injury, had surgery after the seventh game of the year, actually started five of those seven so she will be back and is a redshirt freshman. So in theory, she is now a part of that 13 class with Russell and Reynolds. And that's a good a class when you talk about being able to get a veteran like Carter now, you know, a kid who's been on campus for a year, knows the ropes, started five games for you, including a big game at Miami. Like, you've got some confidence in that kid. So they're, they're going to be in good shape. Moving on from 2013, not a shabby class for 2014 either, ranked number 13 by ProspectsNation.com. I'll let you elaborate on some of those key pieces. Well, and the great thing, we actually just re-released the, the class rankings about two hours ago before we went on podcast. So they've moved up to number 10 now. They've added Jamie Norrid from Oregon, uh, another kid from out of there. We should call them the Oregon Volunteers or, you know, the, the Tennessee Oregonites or something like that. You know, <laughs> a fourth of their roster next year is going to be kids out of Oregon. And they've done a really good job of recruiting from coast to coast. Alexa Middleton, Jamie Nard, Courtney Dunbar. So you've got a kid out of Tennessee, a kid out of Oregon, a kid out of Illinois. It just shows you that they're working day in and day out to get it done there. And now you're talking about two back-to-back -to -back top 10 classes, which is what the people there on Rocky Top are familiar to dealing with. Now, Brandon, you're looking at two possible games uh, for Tennessee that you'll be checking out in person this year. Uh, you'll be good either way. You can either have January 20th uh, versus Notre Dame or uh, possibly January 2nd versus LSU, which might, which might be a special night based on what we were talking about in pre-production. Well, I mean, you talk about January 20th. Obviously, Notre Dame with them coming off of the, the couple of runs that they've had. Big Monday, great atmosphere, but man, I, you know, January the second, LSU, Candace Parker's getting a jersey retired. I, I think I might need to be in the building for that one. Can you imagine how the Sea of Orange is going to react when that jersey gets hung up in the rafters? Like, I'm excited about it right now. You almost get chill bumps thinking about the career that she had and just the way those people support basketball there in Knoxville. Definite appreciation. Had the opportunity to get to a game, the Miami game, actually two years ago with Kyle Moore and sat on press row right on the baseline, and, and those people, the game was close, and, and it's just an awesome atmosphere. If you haven't been, you got to get out there. It was a lot of fun, so I'm looking forward to being able to get back out there. Like I said, either one, but probably the January 2nd game versus LSU, looking at my schedule right now. On that night, with that Candace Parker jersey being <laughs> retired, Joanna Mann couldn't beat the <laughs> University of Tennessee women's basketball program on that night. That'll do it for this program preview for the University of Tennessee. Marcus Burnett, Brandon Clay. We'll catch you back here next time on Prospects Nation.